Hey everybody, it's Chris, and welcome back to Can We Be Real, uh, episode three. And I am so excited you got to be here. Thank you, I'm excited to be here. This is fun, because, <laughs> you know, we're interviewing, kind of talking, but we haven't known each other that long. Not long at all. This is like the third, fourth time we've maybe uh, sat down. I'd say maybe the fourth. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are. Yeah. I'm a mother, I'm a nurse, I'm a practice administrator, I'm a child of God, I'm a minister's wife, I'm a little bit of everything. I love that. So. Okay, so you said born and raised again. Born and raised. Okay, so um, let's just start out and have fun. Okay. Uh, give me an embarrassing or a funny story from you <laughs> at Seguin High School. I want to know something good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I got along with everyone. Um, we just had fun. I yeah. don't even know if, if things, what was funny and embarrassing back then, people uh, would probably look at it. And not that big of a deal. Think nothing much of it. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I, I was pretty low-key. Pretty low-key? Yeah. Oh, wait. I, I, I forgot. along with everyone, but That's cool. I just. I got you. On one extreme or the other. Okay. So. Okay. That's kind of the way I was. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot. Our coffee cup of the day. Shout out Hillcrest. I found your cup in our off in my uh, in the kitchen, okay. and I said, you know what? Let's shout out Hillcrest. So, Hillcrest. if you want your coffee cup for business, you send it to me. We'll throw it out there. Okay. So, I think what was fun. You and I have been get, going to a meeting together, yeah. and I found out you are running. For city council, is that it? I am. I'm running for Seguin City Council District 6. Okay, so tell me how that happens. Like, w did someone say you should, or you were like, you know what I want to do? Like, how do how does that come up? That's, you know what? It's one of those things I absolutely never, ever, ever thought about. Yeah. Oh, really? You should do that. Oh, my gosh. You would be good at that. So it wasn't something you sought out. They Absolutely brought it to you. Not. Okay. Absolutely not. Some people saw something in me that I truly, honestly never saw in myself. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, okay. Now, be honest. When they asked you, did you know everything city council kind of did? Or was that you were like, wait, hold on. Cool. Now let me look into it. Or did you already have kind of an idea of what? Mm, I had a general idea. Yeah. Wasn't on your radar. It wasn't. Um, it, I mean, when I tell you, I literally had a few people come to me, and I laughed it off. I, yeah. I truly, honestly was like, whatever. You know, didn't pay any attention. And, and it kept coming, and I thought, are they getting together? And, and trying to They're like, hey, okay, <laughs> this is our plan. You yeah. go to her, then so you go to her. Away, I think, you know, not everyone 
Yeah. I got to ask you then, because, you know, the moment I found out that you were going for it, I was like, man, that would be interesting. And then I began to think about when I think of city council, most of the time anybody ever sees city council is when something bad happens. Exactly. Like when, when there's arguments or when people are coming to yell at city council or there's crooked city council members with an agenda. Okay. So why in the world would you want to do something that nobody wants to do unless they have an, uh, like that's, I'm not saying this is truth, but this is just perceived what people think. Why would you want to do something when everybody's like either crooked or has a a motive or just don't care or doesn't want change or, or just never thinks about why would you want to go into such a disputable realm? (laughs) well I think a lot of that is because we're really not educated as to what the council really does oh that's good yeah Um, and again I don't pretend to go into it knowing it all I'm sure I'm going to get in there and maybe be well I'm saying I'm going to get in there like it's already done hey girl speak that faith girl speak it girl (laughs) I am fortunate there you go Yeah. Um, you know, we all have complaints about what's wrong with Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many things that are right, you know. No we doubt. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't no. a place to be. You and I were talking about that earlier. Everybody, everybody's like always bad talking about Seguin. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, and this is what I was telling you earlier, is that people are, oh, I want to go to this city. People right. are in that city wanting to get out. To get out. You know, so... What, what good can come from if we just have people that hate? Our, what happens when someone like you truly loves Seguin and says, hey, let me just go be the best that I can be? And, and so I, I like that. Well, I, I mean, I think all we can do is go and try to influence the people that are willing to listen mm. and willing to help make the changes that need to be made. Yeah. For me, you know... 20 years ago, I was considered to be a younger person, <laughs> just like you were and, and everyone else. And I'm, you know, I'm slowly creeping into that other age group mm. where now I'm having to 
think about what the future of my city means. I'm, That's I'm huge. I'm thinking about it differently now than I was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I wasn't even thinking about it. No, yeah. But now I'm really having to <clears throat> look at, oh my gosh, if we don't make some changes or get involved, what's going to happen when everyone that's been vested in our community mm. slowly start weeding out? Mm. Um, that's full circle. Yeah. And so why not me? Why not you? Why that's a not great question. Whoever else wants to get involved. And so I really want to <clears> focus more on the younger generation. That's my heart, girl. That's my heart. How we can get them involved and personally vested okay. in our but why, why do you think the next generation is so important when most of the time when the next generation's talked about, it's a lot of times in a negative tone? It's all these kids these days, this generation these days. Well, we were once. Hey, hey, yes, <laughs> yes. I can, remember, I can remember hearing my grandparents. <clears throat> talk about, well, these kids these days. Yeah. And so instead of just saying that and moving on and not putting something into it, why not say these kids these days need a few of us to kind of help encourage them and push them to, you know, be that next generation. I have a rule. You're not allowed to complain about the next generation unless you're willing to actually put your time into the next generation. Because it's easy. It cost me nothing. I got no skin in the game if I'm just complaining about them, right? You know, I think about my time at the alternative school. I wouldn't trade that for the world. I mean, that right there, I've still got those kids that will call me. They're grown adults now, got kids, but I've still, I still know a lot of them in school. And I'm like, man, a lot of these kids, they just need someone to believe in them. They do. And imagine if they wouldn't have had me. Oh. Like, imagine. Yeah. Mm-mm. And and it's not until they go to school, yeah, or go to church, or yeah. go to the activity center mm, that yep. they no longer have, or I didn't even know that. Else, there, there, wow, there's such a lack of positive influence yeah. in some of these children's lives, and so we just kind of cast them out, mm-hmm. throw them away, forecast their future based off how they walk, how they. Yeah. What they say what they don't say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you made a difference. Like you said, so many of those kids still call you. Yeah. Something you said, something mm-hmm. you did brought you down to their level mm-hmm. and made you feel approachable. Yeah. And that's the beauty of people that want to do that type of work. Mm-hmm. It's not the easy work. No, it's not. It's the most important work. It's very hard because you're not doing something for fruit that's going to happen tomorrow. I had a boy that I was working with for just for forever talking about, I said, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You know, that just old, and I, and I was just hitting him with this, hitting him, and I was like, man, you're better. And he came and saw me, and he's like, coach, I need to talk to you. And I was like, what's going on? It was a Monday. And he closed the door crying. And I was like, well, what's going on? What's going on? And he hugged me, and I was like, 
thanks, man, but what's going on? And he said, I should be dead today. And I was like, okay, you know. And he goes, no, 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 listen. And so I stopped. He said, Friday when I left school, three of my friends said, let's go to chill in Houston because they were going to go get some stuff. They were going to go to Houston, go get some stuff. He's in the car, and he, he remembers. He's looking at them, and he goes, well, Coach Larson, think I was good hanging out with these dudes? He gets out of the car. Follow me. They get in a wreck in Houston, and all three die. And he's like, Coach, that should have been me. And if working at the alternative school was just for that, now I have seeds and fruit of his great-grandchildren. Like that family line is going to send you through him, and that's worth it. That's worth it. Who are some people that poured into your life? Mm. Um, I, I came from a very strong connected family. Um, I had my mother's side of the family that I was very, very close to. I had my dad's side of the family that I was very yeah. close to. Um, so I was fortunate. I was fortunate to grow up in a two-parent mm. home, which is huge. Huge. Can, can we stop there real fast? I want to talk to you about yes. that. That's not a bad thing to say. That's not a bad thing to say. It's there, there is so much power. Do I believe a single mom can do it and has to do it many times? Oh, yes. But there's something about the way family was designed that a father brings. There's things my wife bring I can't bring. And there's things that I can bring my wife can't bring. That's, that's huge. That's huge. No, no, uh, no, (laughs) no, no, you ain't recognize that. I can remember, um, so the roles in our house were were very different. Okay. My father was a firefighter for the city of San Antonio. Okay. And he worked for the fire department 30, I don't know, 35 years before he retired. And my mother, my mother worked for Continental, which before that was Motorola, mm-hmm. which is now I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. I'll say, oh, that's the, yeah, that's old Continental. Yeah, so, you know, um, my mother, my dad was my mom's first boyfriend. No and way. They dated three months when he proposed, kind of like. Hey, yes, and, exactly. Um, you know, my dad was all my mother knew. And wow. She Structure was important. Discipline was important. Mm-hmm. All of those things were important. I bet. And with my mother, those were important, and she allowed him to lead that side of things. And then she provided the quiet, calmness. They complemented each other. Atmosphere. That Got they you. And so I was a mama's girl. Okay. Very, very, very. Good. I got you. My mom was one of my best friends, so I got you. Uh-huh. I, I was a mama's girl, and anyone who knows me knows that. My my dad was, I can remember, we would maybe be sitting at the dinner table, and 
I would talk and if I would mispronounce the word, that could easily turn into a 30-minute lecture. Quit. Easily. Easily. And I just used to think, oh, my gosh. <laughs> You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can remember him saying, you don't understand now, mm. but one day you will. You've got to carry yourself in a certain way. So he was preparing. People mm. will look at you yeah. and think different of you mm-hmm. just for the way you speak. No doubt. The way you carry yourself. The mm-hmm. way you <laughs> I know, but let's be real. I know you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I didn't understand why some of my friends, uh, you know, when the football game was over at 10, I had to be home. Mm-hmm. 10 or 10.30, it's like, you should be home. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll get one of my friends to drop me. Oh, no. no. Your mom will be here to pick you up. Oh, my gosh. You know. Wow. Yeah. I didn't get it then. Now I get it. Wow. And, and those those values that he instilled so early all make sense to me now. From how you carry yourself, how you talk. And and not to be judgmental, but sometimes you just recognize some of those things in other people mm-hmm. and you think, Oh, okay. I I I get it. No, I got you. Mm. Like it was a bad thing. Yeah, and I just thought, well, no, I was, I mean, that's just this how is, I was There's another way. <laughs> yeah. I got ridiculed sometimes. Wow. Um, but that's how I was taught to speak. Do you know where I think that that comes from? Yeah. I think that where that comes from is people begin to think if you do those things, you think you're better. But no, you think you're better. What you trying to act like? Oh, you think you're better. Oh, you think it's this. And what's amazing is, is that what happens is I've seen a lot of times is everybody loves the come up except the people that are right around you. Because then all of a sudden they're like, wait, hold up. Look at you. Wait, no. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not climbing. I'm, you know, and, and I think it's very important that you do have those the, those lessons that are taught into the generation. So let me ask you, seeing how important that was for you being raised and taught, what do you think some of the biggest struggles right now for the young people in our city or in, you know, as a generation that they face right now? I think it all starts with family. Uh, 100%. You know, and I think we put so much um, pressure mm-hmm. and um, obligation on teachers and everyone else because 
somewhat feel kind of vacated. Oh, yes. Than, more so than really a place that kids are supposed to go and play. Yes. Um, a lot of my, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know what to say about that. No, you're fine. No. Now, have I seen people do it on their own? Yes. No doubt. And thank God they did. No, no doubt. Is it harder? Very much Absolutely. so. Absolutely. And I think that what you said is so important because saying that that is the designed best way mm-hmm. isn't saying people that are having to do it by themselves right. for, a, for facts, not their own fault. Right. That doesn't mean that they're doing a bad job. Right. It just means uh, – because – I'll tell you this, and I've said this, and people know my past. I have a biological father that does not want to be in my life. I have a stepdad I grew up with. That's my dad. And then I have a stepdad now that's married to my mom who's another dad in my life. We made it work. But I want my children to know one dad. Now, my, my first son, he, his mom, he lives in Alabama. And we go back and forth. And we're making it work beautifully. But I don't want that. Like, I, I, wanna, I don't want him to struggle and to fight like I had to do it. And it doesn't mean he won't be a success. It just means, and it doesn't mean I'm not a success. It means I want you to grow on my shoulders. My, my ceiling, I want it to be your floor. I want you to keep going. And, and there's no problem looking at that. Because I know a bunch of single moms that are doing the best they can that are raising amazing Young men and women. I was that single mom. Mm. I, I raised, I, I have five daughters now, okay? I did not have Hold on. Father, we just pray. <laughs> I have two, and I just, I, I uh, you sent me back a second. Hey. Five, five wonderful daughters. Yeah. Because they're your daughters. I, I, I don't. Why did I even have to say that now? I, I don't get into. Yeah. Two or nine, three. No. No. I have five my, like, we have and four. My, like, my wife has four. Yeah. Because yeah. my, my son is just as much hers as exactly. he is mine. I get and, it. And so I have five daughters. Hmm. Yeah. We've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, would it have been easier? Would it have been better mm-hmm. if we didn't have to? Whoever's fault, be it why the situation didn't work, yeah. that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not to get into, into all of that. But in your case, mm. you were able to figure it out. Yeah. Being that you said you had a father that you were not involved with. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So many kids hold on to that breakdown. Because it becomes a part of their that identity. Is, that is somewhat of a crutch that mm-hmm. has to be used whenever things don't go their way. Mm-hmm. Or they can't find their way from that. Oh, I'm and, loving and where you're going with this. 
what what differentiates some that be well mm-hmm. in that circumstance when they take that pain yeah. and they they <laughs> yeah. it up uh-huh. and they make it into something and they don't allow that to be what hinders them. Yeah. I don't know what makes a person not fall for that. Mm. Um, you know what I think it is? What you said earlier. A generation that's willing to reach back. I had people in my life that said, you're not a bastard child. Because I was dealing with that. I was thinking, man, you know, like when when my family was dealing with all of our issues, I was like, I got a biological father that they're doing great, you know. But then I said, I was like, no, I had people in my life said, you're not a bastard child. But imagine if you wouldn't have that. Exactly. So the question is, is this. We have a generation that are more identified with what happened to them other than who they are, yeah. right? Yeah. Are you a forgotten child? Are you a beaten child? Are you? Yeah. I'm not going to allow the weaknesses of someone else to determine the future of my life. Wow. I'm not going to happen. But I'm going to get other people and show them and ask them who you are. I used to do that to my students. I'd go, who are you? And they'd tell me their name. No, 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 no. Who are you? And then, well, well, and they tell me they're past. No, no, no. I'm not asking what happened to you. I'm not about. I'm not asking about how much money your family makes. I'm not asking, who are you? But do you see how when you would ask that question, they they automatically wanted to mm-hmm. go into the bad story yeah. of their life, uh-huh. and that automatically felt that that made them feel that's who they were, that's mm-hmm. all they were, mm-hmm. and they were nothing more than that. Well, because it goes back to what you said. You were talking in a certain way, and people made fun of you. It's almost like, oh, look, he's got mom and dad. Like, and, and, and when I say that, <clears throat> excuse me, not a lot of people just knew that's who Monica was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And then the knowledge that's very selective. No doubt. Well, no, let's just say it, because it's easy for me to make fun of somebody because then you're not looking at my issues. So give me, you said family. What else is another struggle issue that the next generation is facing? Um, I, you know, anyone who looks at this video can see I'm, I'm a woman, but I, I'm a woman of color. I'm a black woman. Yes, you are. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and we're sitting here and we're having this beautiful dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our country, everything that we look at is so black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing in between. No. Black and white seems to be relegated to its own little mm-hmm. things to focus on. Mm-hmm. Especially right now. Mm-hmm. No doubt. They were so much better than they had. No doubt. 
Yeah. We, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And now there's just this huge divide where people feel like they have to pick a side. And you, you know, don't. You pick one side yeah. or the other. Mm-hmm. And if you pick the wrong side, then you have one group of people angry at you. And if you jump over to the other side, yep. you either have them angry at you or thinking, well, why are you on our side? You exactly. Do you think it's literally possible for you and I to agree on 100% everything? Do you think you and I be- agree on 100% of everything? Absolutely not. No, no. we don't. Who, who does? No one does. But we were talking this morning, yeah. if love is not your motivation. Mm-hmm. And see, I look at, do I believe that there's stuff going on? Yes. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. But I don't want to allow the loudness of the negativity of the hurt to outweigh all of these great conversations that are happening that aren't getting publicity, that aren't getting news. Like, I, I, I don't want to um, – I, I, I remember this at the alternative school. I'm sitting there, and we're playing basketball. And someone comes up and starts talking and said, man, white boy, you don't know what you're talking about. And a student comes six to me and says, you going to talk to my coach like that? And I, I didn't have to say, and I was like, I had built so much a relationship there. I'm a, I'm a spiritual father, a second father to people, to a bunch of, we're, my, my camera guy right here, we're not the same nationality, but I'm a spiritual father in his life. But that's not getting enough talking. We're not, we're not giving enough talking to the great relationships that are happening Mm. <laughs> no, we don't want to listen. I mean, we don't want to listen because we're so convinced that our right is right. Yep. And my job is to convince you mm-hmm. that you need to see it from my side of view. Because <laughs> I'm right. I mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. So just listen to me. I don't want to listen to you, but you listen to me. And let me persuade you. <laughs> Yeah. I can sit down and I can talk to anybody. Love and it. I can just, I can flow with you. I can. Yeah. Um, one of my dearest friends and I probably think more differently <laughs> than anyone else I can imagine. Yeah. But the beauty of it is we can sit. Yep. We can each talk. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't lost relationship. Yes. You know, we, because it's so much bigger than that. Yes. Um, we weren't all made to think exactly alike. Mm-mm. If we were, we'd have other issues to deal mm-hmm. with. Um, we have to learn to listen to each other. My story is obviously going to be different than yep. your story. My truth is going to be different than your truth. I will deal with things that you may yeah. To deal with. As a white man, you may never have to deal with, but it's still 
you know, it does not mean that I have to dislike you. No. Because I'm who I am and you are who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I work for a, um, a doctor's office. Okay. Dr. Fabulous EMT. Dr. Jennifer Hennessy, yeah, shout she's out. She's been here for, well, I've worked with her since day one, since mm. being here. Um, and we have a beautiful relationship. And I'm, I'm a nurse, but I'm her practice administrator. And I've dealt with so many things just within that practice and just with just being, yeah. having the position I have. No doubt. It's a thing. I can be on a phone call, and I can schedule the meeting, mm-hmm. and the person walks in, you know, I'm, I'm here to see Ms. Carter today, and they'll call me in an office, and I'll come out, and, oh, uh, oh, you're Ms. Carter? Yeah, yeah, we, we mm-hmm. should Oh, man. (laughs) And and we can laugh about it. But, you know, in my office, we already know I'm not doing what they expect. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what that reminds me of? I've got a dear brother, one of my best friends. His name's Terrence, and he is a young black man. And uh, we were talking one day about differences, and we were talking about hate and misunderstanding and all these things. And he says, "You know what I feel bad for?" And I said, "What?" He said, "The people that don't know any better because that's the way they were raised and that's all they've known." And I've watched him walk with people that were raised that way. And I've got to watch the hate drip off of their life mm-hmm. bit by bit mm-hmm. by bit. And they learn and grow because a lot of it's misunderstanding. Right. A lot of it is, I can remember, I'm from North Alabama. Okay, so I remember going to the church where the little girls were bombed in the basement. That was a, that was a field trip we had to go to. Right. So I'm sitting there walking and there's one one of my best friends at the school. Her name is Brittany. And she was a young black girl. And we're sitting there talking and we would always joke with each other. She would call me honky and I'd call her ghetto. She'd be like, where are you at uh, honky? I'd be like, where are you at ghetto? Her mama heard me. Her mama goes, Chris, come here. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you will not call my daughter ghetto because I did everything I could to get my daughter out of the ghetto. And I don't want, but she taught me. She wasn't out of hate. She said, come here. When I go home, she says, there's my baby. Come here. But taught me things to say, things not to say. Things to walk out of love, out of relationship, because it's impossible. If we sat here long enough, you'd say something that could possibly hurt me. I'd say something that could possibly, without meaning it. But with relationships, when we have conversations, like what you said earlier, you said most of the time we just sit and we talk mm-hmm. and I, and I'm not listening to when you're talking. I'm just, I'm reloading. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
are we willing to walk together enough to where like, hey, you know, just want to let you know, hey, you can't, oh, my bad, <laughs> you know, and growing there. Yes. I don't mean to cut you off. No. This conversation is the conversation I had yesterday. Mm. Um, how sometimes we just say things that we do not realize are offensive we don't. to each other. Mm-mm. And it's just because you heard everyone else say it. Yeah. Like, I'll use an example, and it's bothering me to no end. Tell me. Okay. As an example, not all rap music. Rap music is one of the ways that people can very eloquently. Oh, yeah, it's one of my um, favorite music. I, I mean, not all rap music is about going out and. and yeah. And, I mean, if you can just listen to the talent and the poetry behind some yes. rap music. Yes. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's not really what we should want to stand for or maybe teach the next yeah. generation to stand for. Um, but what was my point? You right? said something that bugs you. Something that something that bugs me about rap music. And, and not just rap music, but just this, our younger generation in general. I cannot stand one word. Yes. That, that word. We all know he's a, yes. I, I, I hear people saying it to me, and I, it just rolls off the tongue as if it's, as if it's nothing. Yeah. And it literally makes me want to smile when people mm-hmm. say that. I don't like the word. I don't mm. want to hear the word. I don't want to hear, I don't care how you mimic. I don't care what you meant by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, make certain demographic of people feel yeah. belittled. That's what that word means to me. Mm-hmm. And you have other people that just the way they express themselves and da 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 da. Okay, but how can you be angry? So it's okay for you to say it to someone else that looks like you, mm. but someone that you're totally cool with and comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I have an issue with that, with, wow. some, with some of our younger yeah. generation. I get um, it. I, I do. Not everyone does. Yeah. Um, well, I, I used to sit at the alternative school, and there was a teacher there that was forced to drink from different water fountains as a little girl. Called that name. And kids would say it, and I'd go, hey, Miss So-and-so, come here real quick. What do you think of this word? Go ahead and tell it. Like, no, we ain't telling it. No, you are all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, to her, it means something totally different. Mm-hmm. So you need to be very careful. But see, that even goes back to what we were talking about before of our identity. Yeah. Our, our identity. Mm-hmm. I, and, and that's so important for this next generation to know that the struggles that you're going through don't always have to be your identity. And I don't need to hand them over. Like, 
that would be like saying, you know what? My biological father, I learned a lot of things from him not being. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to abandon my children because I want them to learn the same thing. How stupid does that sound? But we do that. We do that and we're like, well, I want them to learn it. I want my kids to learn to work, but I never want them to go hungry in the process. You know, we grew up with the struggle. You know, we grew up in the struggle. There was a lot of times where you just had to eat what you could find. And, and, you know, my mom did the best she could. I don't want, I want my kids to learn the lessons I learned through that. But I don't want them to go through what I went through. Because they're going through their own things mm-hmm. without the extra stuff that we have to put them through. Very much so. Yeah. Are there bad seeds on both sides of the aisle? 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. And we have to be able to look at that, recognize that, and separate that. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes, again, it's all or nothing. Mm -hmm. You're either for it or you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, you're of the bear. Yeah. Well, no, it it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I can take an actual neutral look at that situation. Yeah. And I can point out the good and the bad on both sides of the aisle. Easy. Don't assume that just because I'm a black woman, mm. I'm going to agree 100% with the black people mm. or 100% Nor with, me. with the white people. Exactly. I mean, Mm-hmm. Or a ten-minute clip, yeah. or a ten-second clip, and recognize the right and the wrong mm. with both sides. And we should be able to sit down. Yes. And we should be able to talk about it. And we and can't we yell at each other to get that point. Yell. And we have to listen. <clears throat> I can't say that enough. You have. Imagine if before you spoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I may talk 60 seconds in full. You're probably going to take about the first 15 seconds of what I said, and then you're already thinking, well, no, 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 no. She's yeah. talking about, uh-huh. wait till it's my turn. Wait, wait till I get to, yeah. you know, come back and, and say more. Yep. We're not listening to each other anymore. We're yeah. just not. No. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. It's horrible for us. It's more horrible for those that are coming behind us. 
Yeah. Because it's really, really scary. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to live in a world? I mean, who? Maybe there are some people whose goal in life is to. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Like the United States of America totally. But I'm talking about us. Yeah. Americans. Exactly. I'm not talking about people outside of our country mm-hmm. that maybe have hate. Yeah. Yes. And live in a country where we can be ourselves. And as long as you're doing the right thing, but what's the right thing? It, it just depends on who you're listening to. And see, and I would say this too. We can get so caught up about one chair in Washington, D.C. and forget about the thousands of other things that are making decisions, like yes. city council. Yes. We could sit there and look at that not knowing we're affected by the decisions of city council. Like, we should be I just as invested. Shirts, Texas, if I can't worry about singing Texas, how can I worry about Dallas and Houston and San Antonio if I'm not even doing what I need to do yes. in my own city? And yeah. that's the key. Yes. So in, here's the thing. That we could break apart a thousand ways from Sunday every issue outside, but what if we start with what's our city look like? What if everybody took ownership for their city, went and found someone that looked different, and began to have conversations? Okay. You remember at our meeting? Mm-hmm. I said that. That when, when um, Mr. Roy was going down the list of yeah, yeah, yeah. what's something we should do. Mm-hmm. That was my recommendation. Mm. What good does it do for me to go sit and talk to my sister or my brother or my yeah. best friend who Right. I need to go sit down with someone who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because that's when, if I'm open to listening and learning, yeah. that's when I'm going to pick up and hear something different yes. than what I would normally hear. See, I, I, I remember a conversation between a businessman and a young man. The businessman said, son, you just need to get a job wherever you can. I don't care where that job is until you can get another job. And the young man said, I want to work somewhere that means something to me. And the older man says, I get that. I, I get that. But you got to be able to pay the bills until you can get there. And the younger man was like, "But so I don't think you care about what my real dreams are. And they were missing each other. And I said, how about let's build a relationship first and grow first. And then what we can do is do we have the right to speak into each other's life in love and agree agree at the end of the day to disagree, but to know our relationship didn't shift at all. You know, we as a human race, we just don't respect each other. We don't respect mm. one. And so until we can respect each other, you could talk all day. Yeah. If I have no respect for anything you say, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Even if I agree with it, I'm probably just going to disagree with it. Just because, because I have no respect for you. Do you know where I think a lot of that comes from? Where? I believe social media is a beautiful tool. <laughs> but with every tool, there's side effects. There's side effects. 
what does it say on the top of Facebook on the on the what's on your mind? Is that what it says? I think it says something like that. Oh, look it up, Jorge. Look at Facebook. And on the top where you type, it yes. says something there. I think it says what's on your mind. It says what's on your okay. mind. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. When you're getting ready to Which is great. go in. Yes. That's scary. Because <laughs> just because something's on my mind doesn't mean I need to That's say it. Do you know some of the stupid things that have gone through my mind? And what happens is, is this YouTube is YouTube. It's about you showing yourself. And what happens, it's all these things are about me being out there and me being, and we've robbed ourselves of this, right? And what we'll do is we'll argue with each other. Yeah. <laughs> we'll argue with each other in the comments on Facebook, but then walk by each other in HEB. Yeah. We ain't going to sit down and talk. No. No, you know what? I'm just going to so-and-so-and-so-and-so. All you're doing is giving popcorn to, for people to eat. Be like, oh, I don't know where this is coming. <laughs> Watch. Literally, it's a soap opera. Yes. You're to yes. Yes. Throw out there, whatever. And yeah. 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 Um, texting is it. Yeah. Even young couples now don't know how to be in a relationship. They don't. Because they don't know how to talk. Do you know one of the tests I do in my marriage counseling with any couple? It's called the one minute test. The one minute, one inch test. Okay. I sit them nose to nose one inch away and see how long they can stare at each other and just sit there. And they're like, this is awkward. Why? Why is this awkward to stare at your wife in the face this close? Well, it's just weird. Come, this is a skill that is diminishable. To actually care about what people have to say. And the scary part is this. Everybody feels like they have a voice, but it's just not as loud as we want it to be. Right? So a kid will go out and cry for help on social media, contemplating suicide, hoping someone answers. When that should be happening at the dinner table, what happened? That should be happening in the friends. We should be listening to each other enough to where we can grow together because there's experiences that you have had. I've never touched that. I'm robbing myself of the wisdom you have just because I want more people to listen to me. Yeah. But we, we don't want to listen. And, and if we do listen, we just don't want to invest the time it would take to go in and, and it's not convenient. save that little time. 
No. Well, you know, I, I say I want to help, but when you ask me for help, I didn't really mean it. It's the like biggest lie we ever message is, hey, if you need anything, if call anything, me. You lying. <laughs> Quit lying. No, yeah, if you need anything. That is the biggest lie we've ever put, right? And and when we say that, you know, I try to say that to people. And and over time, I, I think I have shown that I've fairly been honest about that. But it's cost me things. It's cost me times to where I'd be sitting down for dinner and someone needed something. But when I begin to realize that these relationships will mean more than likes, will mean more than shows, will mean more than these things. These are the only thing that will last no matter what happens. And so I think it's very important for us to be able to have these conversations for the next generation, you know, going into city council of somebody that would be able to listen to these things and listen. Not saying, well, I'm just waiting for my turn to talk talk about what I want to talk about. Let me actually listen. I've always laughed about that. It, now tell me, because this is, shows you I don't know as much. Is city council where people come up to the meeting sometime and have their minute in front of city council, right? Do you really think the country thinks that people listen to those things or it's just I feel like I've got to let the city say what they want to say and get their little minute down? Do you really think that accomplishes what it should accomplish? Do you understand what I'm asking? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the beauty of the country we live in, that we have the right to speak yeah. and say what's on our mind. <clears throat> um, does it accomplish everything it should? Probably not, because again, we, we're, we're not willing to listen. I think, well, I think we, it, we, if we get people that will listen on city council, it will. Oh, I love that. In order, <laughs> in order to really learn, listening is the most, I mean. It's an underrated skill. It's the most underrated skill. <laughs> yeah. We just don't listen to one another. Uh-uh. You, you keep hearing me say that over and over and over But and it's over true. Again. We don't listen. Mm-mm. Yeah. And again, we they hear and listen to us. Yeah. But this is the thing. We can think differently about some things, okay? But what we don't think differently about is as humans with a mother yeah. of our friends. What do they want? Mm. Um, what's important to them? Yeah. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. Um, friendship. Yeah. Unity. Yeah. Love for our country. Love for our city. Love for the next group of people coming up behind us. 
warnings alone, warning Ms. Iacorta, those things are important. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. We really do as people want more of the same things, but we're just, we think so little of ourselves. We don't realize that if we would just be quiet mm-hmm. and leave Washington and Washington and leave Austin and Austin and, and, and kind of remove some of the loudness. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm talking politics in general. Yeah. Right now, politics is just so loud. Yeah. Exactly. Take that part out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about what you want for your family and what I want for mine and what's important for our country, what's important for our city, mm-hmm. what's important for the children that need us. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do here mm-hmm. to make our little city be better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To try to work out some of this stuff. My biggest fear for cities is if we don't become productive, there is going to be a time <coughs> where this will be somewhat, ex- I mean, it, it won't be. I mean, imagine if I cared and you cared. So by the time our kids were Yeah. Anything. I don't want anything. <clears throat> Y'all didn't do anything when I was there. Mm-hmm. It would be too hard to get it up and going, so I'm out of here. <clears throat> if the people that care stop working yeah. and stop putting that energy into the next group that needs it, mm-hmm. eventually, no one's here. No. You know what that reminds me of? We went on a family trip. I had never been to the, the Grand Canyon. And we went down Route 66. And we went, and it was beautiful. But what do most of those businesses and old buildings look like down Route 66? I mean, they were thriving at one time. They were thriving. And at those moments, if you would have said, hey, guess what? In 50 years, yeah. no one's going to be coming down this. Except they're just going to drive by. No. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is, everybody's yeah. got to go down Route 66. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. So what do we want Seguin to look like for our great-grandchildren? That is my point. If we don't get busy, and it can't start too much later than yesterday. No. We will be there at some point. Yes. And they probably were like, well, why would she do this? Well, that right there. We all think that way. No doubt. Who, no doubt. You know, I mean, right now, if you don't get paid for something. Exactly. Or you don't get a shout out for it. Hey, if I'm not getting clout or something. Then it's not worth it. People ask me all the time because I still volunteer at the alternative school. Why are you going out there? Yeah. I'm like, why not? Yeah. But are you getting paid for it? 
Y- yes. How are you getting paid? Yeah. Like, I've got kids that reach out to me yeah. when they're struck. I had a kid call me last year that was ready to jump off of a bridge at the railroad track. And he said, you came to our school and talked to us. And so-and-so teacher gave me your number. And I said, what are you wearing on your shoes? Or what are you wearing on your feet? He said, Jordans. I said, chunk them over the bridge real quick and just throw them in the mud. I ain't doing that. These are Jordans. I said, why do you have a higher value for a pair of shoes than you have for your own life? And it clicked. And I said, son, why are you doing this? Go get some food. I'll, man, let's go get you some chicken, some yeah. pizza. Let, let, let's, uh, let's go to H-E-B barbecue, get you some brisket. Yeah. You know, let me get you some food I love. Let, I, I love sitting around food. You know, that's yeah. just my thing. Um, man, let's go get you some food, and, and, and let's talk about why you value shoes more than your own life. And he's like, I never thought about it that way. I was like, if, if, I, wasn't only, if I was only thinking whether I got paid or not, then I don't understand what really means. Like, I'm not getting paid to do a podcast. You're not getting paid to sit across from me. But you and I are invested in reaching the next generation and reaching our city so that we can see change. Yes, and that's what it's all about. Yes. Um, And that's what it should be about. Yes. And um, so, no, city council is not a paid position Mm. for anyone that Mm -mm. maybe wants to. Mm -mm. It is. why it's called a public servant. Yes, which is one of the greatest gifts, you know. It is. Your time is so much more valuable than the amount of money someone could pay you. Yes. Because that's the, you will not get that time back. Mm-mm. You will not, you will miss that dinner with your family. You will miss those two hours that you needed to be talking to one of your five daughters. Um, and I have a granddaughter. Hey, <laughs> while you're talking, I'm pulling up a quote. Keep talking. Um, you know, so, no, it's not, a, it's not a paid position, but it's a necessary position. And it's, it's really something that I hope more people will choose to be involved with. If not city council, just figuring out where you fit in in this community, because there is such a need across the board. Yes. They need that. When I was at, I, I'm just going to think, you know, now there's so many cool select teams and club teams that kids get to be on. And really, if you're not on a select ball team of any sort, volleyball, baseball, <coughs> yeah. um, basketball, you're, there's a good chance you're not going to make the team. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yep. It was clear 
and they just stay there from the time it opens to the time it closes. You talk about like the basketball courts and all that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's the game activity. Mm-hmm. And the building is there. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen the city do like a few things, like they've done the splash pad, they've yeah. done they've done a lot of those things. But I think those are very important for us to invest because when when you begin to have trails, people are walking and parks to play in, and you're getting people outside to do stuff, right? Off the yes, a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and, and this speaking of just maybe your middle school and high school kids, on a Friday night, um, you know, we had Mafia's pizza, we had Mr. Daddy's, we had the skating ring. Oh, everybody's going to be like, bring back the skating ring. <laughs> can we, okay, can we talk about why that's not happening? Because what we will do is instead of go spend our money on a Friday at our own skating rink, we'll go to the big city, but then be upset when the, the skating rink left. Yeah. Or we'll get upset when the bowling alley left. Or we'll get upset, but we weren't willing to spend local, stay local, do local. And we can't complain about those things. Mm-hmm. I was at the skating rink every Friday. Me too. Every Friday. Me too. My friends and I were at the skating rink every Friday. Johnny Rodriguez was the little skating rink DJ. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Okay. It was just a part of what yeah. we did. And it's where we went, and it was safe, and your parents could drop you off at 645 or 7. And, you know, I think it closed at 11. Mama came in here. I was like, she wakes up at So my oldest son's 15, 12-year-old okay. girl, 10-year-old girl, and 3-year-old chunk of meat okay. boy. So the 15-year-old probably <clears throat> doesn't like really want to hang out with you and your wife. Yeah, not as much. Yeah, no, really it like, depends, yeah. Like, not totally. Yeah. Like, he's at that, that age where... He wants to chill with his friends. <laughs> yeah. I may eat with your mom and dad because y'all are going to pay, but then at some point... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, now, other than, I think there's a Burt's, there's the little cranny, the thrift yeah. shop, there's Burt's, Tuesday morning is closed, there's the pet store, yeah. there's Office Depot, mm-hmm. so let's not take away what's there, but let's focus on what's not there. There was Bell's, before that there was a store called Lunar's. No way. Okay. And to the left of Wieners, there was a little post box. And it was all in that five horse mall. There's nothing there. No. There's nothing there. Space. <laughs> Space and plenty of parking. Yeah. Like, why can't that be some type of a activity center wow. of some sort where you could go on a Friday evening, uh, you could take the younger ones to the arcade. Mm-hmm. Laser tag or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Younger ones like to do. They could do food court mm-hmm. where the high school kids could kind of hang out and either go to the pizza bar or the burger joint or whatever mm-hmm. and whatever other little areas yeah. would be there. And then maybe a skating rink at the far, like just a one stop shop. Yeah. Like a main event or a Dave and Buster's yeah. or something like that. And you know what I'll say this because I already hear it. Well, we're in Seguin, okay? Tell me where ZDTs did not thrive in Seguin. Everybody at ZDTs, they were like, why are they going here? And they've done nothing but grow. Because we are invested in ZDTs. They prove it can be done. It can be done. Mm-hmm. It used to be that you say, well, the golf course is only 15 or 20 minutes away from mm-hmm. there. I'm talking for everybody. Yeah. You can't even shop there anymore mm-hmm. because there's nothing left. I mean, all we had was bells, but now it's empty. I went to go get some brown dress shoes. Mm-hmm. Could not get any anywhere in town. No. no. And, and see, what I think is, and do you know why I think that this is the issue? Because it's a lot easier to complain because it doesn't cost me anything. And I don't actually have to be a part of the change. Like, everybody's like, well, we need Chick-fil-A here. Okay, support Rusty Rooster. Support all these other ones. Go out there and eat these places. Put your money in Seguin. Come and shop Seguin. Come shop local. If you want those places, because these businesses you want are looking at those numbers of what businesses come, what businesses die. And and I want that for my children. Right. I want that that I want that growth for my children. A place. Jorge and I have children that are on the same age. I want them to be excited about staying in Seguin. And and that that is part of what I want. I mean, you know, when I first started thinking of my platform, um, it really kept centering around that. Yeah. Like Yep. But who 
something about us, but again, our children, our children, what is it going to take for us to really to be where the Lord wants you to be tonight? Hmm. I agree. Something that we can be proud of. One of the ways that I think, you know, I'll use I'll use this wall for an example. There's some bricks that come here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were a part of placing the bricks and routing the bricks and doing everything to build this wall, you would be more vested. Yes. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if someone walked in here with a magic marker mm-hmm. and started coloring, I'd be like, uh, "Did you pay for that? You, you better yeah. leave that alone." But if, if you, had, you know, if, if you were the one that put maybe ten of these bricks in here, you would have known the time, the effort, yep. and the sweat that it took to do that. Yep. That's good. I like that. We've got to be involved in this. Mm. A lot of reasons why it's so hard to get things going. Here's the problem. Everything is expensive. We yep. know that. But what if, I, and, and again, I don't know who owns the five personal homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who owns the activity center. So I'm just talking. Ain't I'm nothing talking wrong with dreaming. Things, but the point is I want to learn so that I can help other people understand, well, this is why it's so hard to yep. do Do you know why I think that's important that you're asking those questions? Do you know the warehouse downtown? Yes. Remember what that used to look like? Yes. Yes, I do. And now it looks like that, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh. It just takes. Yeah. Like the the good friends of mine that run Court Street Coffee, shout out Court Street Coffee. Yeah. They've moved there, and then Court Street Coffee was down there, but then Seguin Coffee Company. They called those girls crazy. You are in the road if you want coffee. Nobody wanted to give them a loan. And they were like, these young girls, now they are an integral part of downtown life. They are part of it. So let me ask you as we finish. If you had one vision to finish us out for this area for Seguin. And you had to put what you would want Seguin to be known for. What would it be? I would want Seguin to be known for what it was yesterday. cool and um, work together yeah and figure out how to make it what we know it's capable of being because it can be there it, it can be done i just think for whatever reason this property has yep. itself envisioned and this property that's good yep 
You do. Into others. Um, you've got to do it. Yep. I've got to do it. Everybody's got to do it. Like yeah. We have to be givers of ourselves. That's good. Uh, the money's not always there. So no. it's going to take some volunteering. It's, it's going to take it is. some prayers. And it's That's good. Yeah. But not staying down because someone else didn't do it. Um, you know, I, I just, I have I love I that. a lot of hope for our future. I do. I'm so thankful that you came and talked to me today. Thank you. I'm so glad you asked me to come. And I, let's just say that this won't be the last one. Right. Let's, let's plan for some time in the future yeah. for us to sit down and talk yeah. about some more stuff. Thank you. And I'm sorry I was all over the place. I don't know if I I love this. I love this. <laughs> Because you gave me a lot to think about, you gave me, a, and it was fun to just talk. Yeah. But it was also for me to, to, to learn my friend Monica. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me. Yes, ma'am. Hey, thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate you. This is Can We Be Real, and we will see you next time.